and welcome back to The World is Noisy, God Whispers, the podcast. I am your host, Julia Monin, author of the book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers. And this is the podcast for May of 2019. We are in the springtime. It is the Easter season still in the liturgical calendar, which, by the way, the Easter season is 50 days Okay, so don't tell me Easter is over. We are still celebrating Easter in the church. The Easter season is 50 days long. It takes us all the way to June. So happy Easter. And new life is all around us. And I'm excited to be with you on this podcast today, which is going to be a little bit different than our normal podcast. might even be a little bit longer than usual. But that is because I have something I want to share with you, an announcement of new life that's happening in my own life that that now is this time that God has given me to actually share this with you. Um, And so before I get into that and and I make this big announcement and I tell you what it is I want to tell you, let me open and and let's put ourselves in the presence of God and let's open with, with some scripture. This is from Isaiah chapter 43, verses 15 through 19. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus says the Lord, who opens a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who leads out chariots and horsemen, a powerful army, till they lie prostrate together, never to rise, snuffed out, quenched like a wick. Remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago consider not. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? So those last two verses that I, I really want to point out, remember not the events of the past, the things of long ago consider not, see I am doing something new, now it springs forth, do you not perceive it? I am at another point in my life where the Lord is once again doing something new in me. And this is what I want to share with you today, what this new thing is that he's doing. It's very exciting, it's very... um. Well, it's very new. I already said that a million times, but that's just what it is. It's very new. But this is the time that I want to unveil that. But before I actually get to that point, I want to take a step back because I haven't shared this particular part of my story with you on this podcast before. And so I want to take just a few minutes to actually talk to you about the birth of my book, The World is Noisy, God Whispers, because this ties into this other announcement that I want, this new new thing that, that's come to be in my life that I want to share with you today. But I, w- I need to backtrack and talk to you about the birth of my book and what actually, how that actually came about. So if you've been following me for a while, then, and, and you've read the book, then you've probably realized that I began journaling in March of 2013. And all it was at that time in March of 2013 was me journaling. I had no idea I was writing a book. I had no desire, no intention to write a book. Um, I was just progressing in my spiritual life and I had heard of people keeping a journal and I thought, hey, I think that might be a good idea. So I went, bought myself a journal and just started putting some thoughts on paper. That's all it was. But it was about a year after I had begun that process, a year after I I had journaled that this desire in me to share what I had written began to grow more and more. And so I would share a reflection with somebody here and then share another reflection with somebody there. And, and, you know, just bits and pieces where where my heart was, was beginning to desire this, to to, to desire sharing some of my writings. Um, It got to a point where I, I eventually felt the Holy Spirit 
like putting it on my heart that that I did have a desire to write a book, that I felt like it might be God's will for my life to actually do that. And so kind of in preparation of that, I made a photocopy of my handwritten journal, everything I had journaled up until that point, and I gave it to my mom. And I said, Mom, will you read this? I think God might be asking me to write a book. And I think I might have some ideas that I've journaled about in the past that maybe I can turn into a book. And I'm just wondering if you can read it and give me your feedback. And so, of course, she said yes, and she read it. And a few days later, she came back to me, and and I was so surprised when, when she actually gave me her feedback because what she said to me, like, struck me to the core. She said, Julia, this is your book. And I said, no, 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 mom, this is my journal. Like, this, is my, this isn't a book. This is a journal. This is just thoughts I've been jotting down on paper. It's not meant for an audience. She goes, no, this is your book. And she was so sure and so certain, and her certainty frightened frightened me a lot, right? Because I thought, no, this is my journal. You don't write journals to share. You like lock them up and hide them under your mattress and nobody's ever supposed to read them, right? That's what people do with the journal. So anyway, this idea was was frightening to me to say the least, but still the Holy Spirit was using her to plant this seed in my heart. And so months continued to go by and I continued to sit with this idea and pray with this. And I started sharing my journal with other people. Again, no one that was my toughest critic. I mean, I shared it with my dad, a sister-in-law, my grandma, and of course, all these people loved it and had great things to say about it. But again, these are family members and friends, people that aren't out to get me, you know. Um, but still, it was it was the encouragement I needed to keep moving forward. Eventually, then I started to seek seek some spiritual direction from the two holiest men I could find in my area. And I went to them on separate occasions and, and brought up this idea of what the Holy Spirit was perhaps asking me to do. And you know, I kept looking for somebody to tell me no. I kept waiting for somebody to say, no, you heard God wrong. This isn't what you're supposed to do. But all I kept hearing was, yes, 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 this is what you're supposed to do. And the same was true with these two spiritual advisors as well. Eventually, the final, um, the final push that I needed to actually to start moving forward with this and to take this serious came from um, a response from a priest after I sent him one of my reflections in an email. And it's not a priest I know personally. The door had opened for me to send him something I had written. I did so, but before clicking the send button, I, I sat in prayer and I said, Lord, if this is really your will, if you really want me to publish my journal, then allow this man's response to me to somehow prove that. Because I'm, I was having all of these doubts. I didn't want to do it. I, it. It was just the furthest thing from my mind. So a few days after I got this man's, or after I sent the email, I got this man's response. And at the very bottom, he had great things, very nice things to say about the reflection I had written. And at the very bottom of the email, he said, you should think about publishing your words. And I thought, geez, how much more clear could it get, Right. And yet I still didn't want to do it. Like that's how terrified I was at this idea because it was all foreign to me. But at this point, I couldn't not do it, if that makes any sense. I, I, God had confirmed it in my heart over and over and over again. And I knew not moving forward would be, be, would be being disobedient to him. And so I, I knew I had to do it. And so I slowly worked my way out of my job at the world, and I began working full-time from home, working on putting this book together, okay? So this would be kind of towards the end of 2014. Um, 
middle to end of 2014 when I had started doing this, when I had been journaling at this point for about a year, maybe a little over a year, and where um, I felt like, okay, God is asking me to actually sit and do this and, and take this seriously, and, and I need to start putting this together. So now let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to um, November of 2016. November of 2016, so several years after I had started this process, I finally had a completed manuscript in my hands. It, it, it looked pretty. It, everything had the titles. Everything was put together. Uh, it was proofread. It was edited. All of this. I had a completed manuscript in my hands. And it was at this point that I gave this manuscript to a, um, to a large publishing group that I thought for sure was God's will for them to publish because God just kept opening the door with these people over and over and over again. And I had absolutely, I'm not connected to anyone, anyone, okay? I don't have any connections, but it just seemed like divine providence's hand was at work and it was opening all these doors that I was becoming connected to these people in this publishing world. So it just seemed like this was God's will. So I handed them my completed manuscript. They promised to take a look at it. And I'm telling you, I had all my eggs in that basket. I had no plan B. My eggs were in that basket. I thought for sure they were going to publish it. I was going to give them the rights to everything, and then I was going to walk away from this writing thing, okay? Like they, they could have it. I did what God asked me to do, and then I was going to be done with it. And a few weeks after I gave them my completed manuscript, I got a response from them that, like, just crushed me. And the response was very kind and very polite, but it was a no. It was, it's not, it's not right for our audience. It's not bad. It's just not right for our audience, and keep writing, and best of luck, and yada, 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 but no for, no for us, right? Well, I was crushed. It didn't feel like to me that the door just closed. It felt like the door slammed in my face, and I came home that night and, and curled up in the fetal position in my, in my closet and just bawled and just asked God, now what? Like I told you already, I had no plan B, so I, I didn't know what I was to do next. And a few days after I dried my tears and picked myself up, um, I, I began to discern some, some other options. And as I was discerning different options and sending it to different publishers and, and perhaps taking it on a self-publishing route, I eventually got to a point where I just threw in the towel and said, I can't do any of this. I don't have the energy to self-publish. I don't, I don't know anybody at any other publishing firms, so this is just a lost cause. I think maybe God doesn't want me to do this after all. So I kind of walked away from it for a month or so. And it was at the end of February in 2017 that my husband and I took a trip to Austin, Texas. And this was not a, um, a pilgrimage trip. It ended up turning into that, but that was not the intent. This was a business-related trip. But we ended up spending some time in a Schoenstatt daughter shrine in Austin, Texas. And on the Saturday, as we were making our return back to Ohio, before we went to the airport, we, we made our way back to the shrine. And this was after spending this whole weekend praying about what God really wanted with this book. And, and I was feeling like he still wanted me to publish it, but I didn't know how to go about doing that. And I was just consumed with doubt and fear and worry and all these negative things. And I'm sitting out at this wayside shrine and I'm praying the rosary on this Saturday morning. And I get to the third joyful mystery, the nativity of our Lord. And all of a sudden it just hits me. I had this profound gut check that said, if, if the Lord Jesus, the king of the universe, if a lowly manger was good enough for him to be born in, 
then certainly the world of self-publishing is good enough for your book to be born in as well. You see, I had had a lot of pride, a lot of ego associated with this self-publishing. To me, my mind had told me that if I self-published this book, then 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 it, I didn't really make it. Like nobody really wanted to publish it, and I just did it on my own, right? And so I just had all this pride associated with this this world of self-publishing. But after praying that rosary and having that moment with the Holy Spirit, I, I was convinced that it was God's will that I return home, that I get work back to work on this, and that I did, in fact, publish it and self-publish it. So after returning home from there, the Lord put a person in my life that could help me do that. Because at this point, I, I didn't know how to how to make the book look professional. I didn't know how to make it look pretty. And so that was another fear that I kept telling the Lord Jesus, like, I, if I'm going to self-publish it, I don't want it to not look good, you know? So anyway, he brought somebody in my life at that time who still works for me and, and has been become a great friend along the journey as well, um, but who helped me actually design the book and make it look good. And so we worked the rest of that year from, from the March of 2000. 17 until the time that it went to print, putting the book together and figuring out this world of self-publishing and making it ready. And on just a side note, we were kind of rushing to get that done because I I also um, came home with a baby on that, that trip to the shrine in Austin, Texas. And so I gave birth to my son in December of 2017. And so I wanted to um, have the book published before he actually came. So, so we were working to get it finished before the baby came. Um, so anyway, so I end up, right, this this long drawn out story is my way of telling you that what ended up happening is I had to self-publish my book, right? That that I, I couldn't find a home in the mainstream, um, in the mainstream Christian publishing, Catholic publishing world, that it was still God's will for me to publish my book, and that I, I had to put my hand in this this self-publishing the self-publishing realm. And I thought, you know, I thought after the book became available to you, the reader, and then I, I had my baby and, you know, I, life as a new mom. And, and I didn't really do a lot with promoting the book or getting the word out there because, you know, I was just soaking up motherhood. And it was um, August of last year where I just kind of started doing these small little like speaking engagements and book signings and things like that, just to get, get the word out to more and more people about it. Um, and I had no idea this new thing that I promised you I was going to tell you about that God was going to do. So this is another like I had no idea what God was actually doing in all of this and, and how this self-publishing thing actually began to make sense. You see, so last year as I was slowly getting the word out more and more about the book and spending some time doing some small little speaking engagements and, and things like that, the Lord brought into my life not only this this um, this woman I already told you about who helps me with with the graphic design side of everything, but also brought into my life another person who could actually just like help me actually fine tune and plan and, and get to these events and, and just, she's just everything. I call her a master planner, but that is what she is. She's awesome. And God brought her into my life. And I remember like I had this desire to make her part of this team that I had. But I remember telling my husband, like, I don't know why I need a team. Like, it's not like I'm selling millions of books. It's not like I've got millions of dollars in the bank and assets and, and I don't have any office space. So I don't, I didn't understand why I needed a team. Oh, and this woman was so wise when I told her this, when I was explaining this to her. And she said, yeah, you know, but um." Jesus sent the apostles out before everything was put together. Like he called these people before it was all put together. And I thought, yes. So for some reason, God was bringing this team together. And not only did I have these two perfect 
people who were helping me with this side of things. But then I had these two young interns that that began working with me as well, and who started like putting together the volume two of my book, taking my handwritten stuff and, and putting it on the computer. So I had this, this team, including myself of five people doing this work and helping me promote this writing thing. And like I said, I, I still couldn't figure out why, like, why do I need a team of people to help me sell the minimal copies that I'm selling of this book? You know, it just, it didn't really make sense. Um, but then as the year unfolded last year, and as God's providence does, and one thing unfolds, and the next thing unfolds, and the next thing unfolds, more of the picture began to become unveiled. And this is what I want to announce to you today, okay? That was my long story of getting to where I'm getting to right now. <laughs> so behind all this, what was happening behind the scenes of all this, me self-publishing the book, this team of people coming together to help me do this work, this this vision I had of, of, of extending this and reaching more people and sharing, what, what really God was doing was encouraging me and calling me to form this form a nonprofit. A nonprofit whose mission, whose goal is to help people who are like me, who feel called to share this their, their personal message, their personal witness, their personal stories with Christ, and feel feel called to share it with some sort of an audience, but don't have any connections in, in the publishing world, who honestly will probably never become best-selling authors, because look, I'm in that boat. I never expect myself to become a best-selling author, who aren't professional writers, who aren't professional speakers, who just feel ca- called to to write and to share this writing with others right? And so I see this nonprofit being a home for people like me who feel called to share what they've written and probably a home more, more, it's still so new that I don't have it all worked out yet, but I see it really being a home for the spiritual journal, people who have journaled or or people who feel called to write a spiritual memoir. And these are the books that I feel like our nonprofit is going to publish, right? And again, being a nonprofit, we're not in this to make money. This isn't about, um, you know, padding our, our, our bank accounts. This is about simply having an avenue where, where, I, where I was stuck, where I felt like God was asking me to publish, but I didn't know where to turn. And it's me helping people get that message out there, getting their own personal stories out there. So I see this nonprofit being a home for the spiritual journal, for the spiritual memoir, for the spiritual story. And perhaps, you know, you follow me, you're listening to this podcast, and I am a speaker, and I do the podcast, and I write a weekly blog, and yes, I have my books that I'm working on. Perhaps other people will have multiple books and want to write a blog and have a podcast and do all these things, and maybe not. And, you know, maybe, maybe I'll even collect journals that will never be published, you know? I've heard about people that... um you know, have told me, yeah, I I wrote a journal for so many years of my life, but I burned it a few years ago because no one wants to read that. And when I die, I don't want anybody seeing that. So they burn it. And oh my gosh, my heart broke. And I thought, don't burn your journal. I felt like Mother Teresa going to the women standing in the abortion line, like telling these people, she said, don't abort your babies, give your babies to me. And that's what I feel like with this, and I'm not comparing a spiritual journal to human life, okay, don't get me wrong, but that's what it felt like to me. Like, please don't burn your journals. Give them to me. I will love them. I promise I won't share them. I don't don't even have to read them, but I will love them because it's your story. 
It's your story. So please, please don't burn them. So I see this nonprofit becoming a home, a home for the spiritual journal, a home for people like me who feel called to share, but have no connections to actually do it. And that we will work together, you know, to, to get this message out to whomever God wants to get it out to. And I don't see us being bestselling authors and, and, and bestselling, you know, and, and world traveling speakers and all of that good stuff. But it's about meeting this small group of people that God puts in front of us, right? So the, the name of this nonprofit is Journeys Revealed Ministries. So multiple journeys that are being revealed, right? And we, we minister to people in a multiple ways. We're authors, we're speakers, we're spiritual companions. You know, I, I do that. I sit down one-on-one with people and perhaps other people feel called to get the training and to do that as well. So all of this would be happening under this, this one hood, this Journeys Revealed Ministries. And so, like I said, it is so new. It's so new. My website isn't even up and running for this. Like, it's it's so new that you can't go online and give me a donation because I don't have that up and running. But this is just me telling you this is where I'm heading. And I can't accept donations. You're welcome to, to um, mail them to me if you want to mail me a check. And you can find the address and all the information on my website, which is theworldisnoisy.com. But really, this podcast today is just me telling you that, that this is where this is heading, that this is the new thing that God is working in my life. Another thing that I had no idea was happening, right? No idea was happening beneath the scenes. Just like when I first picked up the pen to write, I had no idea I was writing a book. I had no idea that God was going to put this team of people together and that this was the work that he was going to be calling us to. But it's it's unfolding and unveiling itself like this is this is what it is. So this nonprofit, Journeys Revealed Ministries, right? Sharing the love of Jesus by sharing the stories of our souls one intimate moment at a time. And I mess that up. <laughs> it's spreading the love of Jesus by sharing the stories of our souls one intimate moment at a time people who feel called to share their story, people who feel called to perhaps publish their journal or their reflections, people who feel called to to write a spiritual memoir about how God's goodness has worked and how his glory has been shown through their lives and that we are the home to help people do this. And if I can be honest with you, I feel like this will probably become a, mi- a ministry that that serves the sharer, the writer, the speaker, that ministers to those people more than it might be to anybody who ever actually reads our stuff. Because I got to be honest with you, the Lord worked miracles in my soul as I was going through this process of publication. It was so hard and it was so challenging, but my soul really grew to greater depths during this process. And so I know what it's like and I, and I just feel like God has given me some insight that I can help people who also feel called to get to that point. Make sense? Sort of, kind of. I already talked to you way too long today, but that, that was the new thing that I wanted to announce. And the podcast is different today uh, just, just because of that. I'm not, I'm not going to end with a reflection or anything like that. Um, but I, I, yeah, behold, I'm doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? This is the new thing that has sprung forth in my life currently. And I invite you to become a part of it. And I also invite you to take a look in your own life during this Easter season, during this springtime, during the weeks that are coming, and say, what might God be doing in my life right now? What new thing might he be trying to spring forth in my life right now? And then joyfully go along for the ride, right? Blindly trust in him 
to unfold these things and to unveil these pieces of your life's puzzle one little teeny tiny piece at a time. Okay? So let's end with, with just, again, with the scripture that we began with today from Isaiah. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord who opens a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters, who leads out chariots and horsemen, a powerful army, till they lay prostrate together, never to rise, snuffed out, quenched like a wick. Remember not the events of the past. The things of long ago consider not. See, I am doing something new. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? 